Here we go, Kyle. This is the week, okay? The draft, the kickoff of free agency, and today we're going to talk about which defenseman the Canucks should target over the next week. Let's go, baby. It's Bagsy and it's Bowen, and you're listening to Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for hitting the play button on today's episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, Canucks writer and credentialed media member for Daily Hive Vancouver. And before we dive into the show, we want to thank you for listening to Locked On Canucks. It's your team every day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. You know, we talked about third line centers on the last show on Friday. Today, we're going to talk about free agent defenseman, and specifically shopping in the bargain bin, which budget defenseman the Canuck, could the Canucks target to improve this team? Also going to touch on, you know, some of the changes we've suggested and what the Canucks roster could look like next season if they only go down free agent boulevard. But first and foremost, let me introduce a guy who, he's not a free agent, okay? He's off the market. Ladies, he's off the market. Kyle Bowen, how you doing, buddy? Oh, oh I thought you were going to say podcast networks. Uh, Kyle's off the market. Off the market, okay? Got my own network, and, and I got this. Locked on Canucks, your team, every day. Again, subscribe. And leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts, okay? For real, for real, for real. We'll get the comment corner at the end of the episode. Uh, we do save the best for last, and the people do matter. The people do matter. Trevor Beggs, the weekend came and went. I'd love to, uh, I'd love to talk about it. But come on, this is not a you and I show. It's a Canucks show. You brought up Connor Clifton. Tell me about him. And tell me if you actually see this fit happening. Like, give us a uh, percentage, okay? Ooh. So, in terms of whether I think the Canucks will actually sign him, I'm going to put it at 20%. Okay. Um, and, and that's because, you know, I think there's a craving among this management group to, you know, improve the size of this blue line, you know, get some big bodies in there. But here's the thing. Carter Clifton, you know, he's listed at 5'11", 190 pounds. So again, not the biggest guy in the world, but he plays bigger than his size. Okay. So last season, again, Connor Clifton, he was that had the 10th highest hit total among all NHL defensemen. Um, again, that's, that's pretty impressive total for a little guy. And you watch some clips of this guy. He could chuck the weight around. Uh, it's actually really impressive what he can okay, do for okay. a guy of his size. Um, and I just like a lot of what he brought to the Boston Bruins last season. Um, you know, he's been a mainly a third-pairing defenseman for their team, but he's been able to step up uh, and succeed, play with elite defensemen in that lineup. So, you know, specifically last season, this guy uh, spent a good chunk of time with Hampus Lindholm um, when there was injuries on that Boston blue line, and he looked great alongside him. Uh, their underlying numbers were stellar, and really Connor Clifton's underlying numbers in general have been stellar in Boston, uh, except for when he played with Derek Forbert. So, you know, Derek <laughs> Forbert's another guy on that Boston blue line who... You know, Boston's got a lot of cap problems, and I think we should talk about some some trade targets from their team among blue liners. Uh, but pretty bad underlying numbers with Derek Forbert. But when Clifton was without Forbert, his underlying numbers last season were sparkling, whereas Forbert's tanked without Connor Clifton. So, Whoa. you know, honestly, I, I know I think the ideal thing is to get a big defenseman beside Quinn Hughes. Um, you know, people are saying Luke Shen. You know, I honestly really like the fit of Connor Clifton uh, beside Quinn Hughes, you know, Ethan Bear also succeeded with Quinn Hughes last season. He's not the biggest guy in the world. Connor Clifton is about the same size as Ethan Bear, but he plays 
a lot bigger Ooh. than his size. But what do you I think, like God? Do you think, the, do you think the Canucks are going to target Connor Clifton? You know, two guys sub six foot on your top pairing. Do you think that's at all an option for the Vancouver Canucks? Well, I think it is because there is, well, there has to be uh, some question mark, question marks, I'm sorry, going towards the whole Ethan Bear situation, right? For real. You, you got to think about that. You got to think about that. So the, can they replace a guy like Ethan Bear with this guy, Connor Clifton? Could they? The answer is yes, based on your report, based on yeah. your report. And, and as far as the, the whole throwing your weight around, bringing that intensity, the, the Canucks definitely need that. And they lost some without Luke Shen. They're going to lose some if they don't get Luke Shen back, especially coming from the back end. And with all that being said, I, I still don't think this team should bring back Luke Shen. I think it's got to change. It's got to change directly with the players. And if you want to replace some intensity and some physicality with this dude right here, I think that could be an option. And I know Boston hasn't won a lot of playoff games. I mean, they've been relatively successful in general. I know last year was weird in the playoffs, but they need some winners. You know what I'm saying? They need some uh, successful NHL players when it comes to the games on their roster. I like it, man. Could they replace Ethan Bear with Connor Clifton? Why not? Yeah, and I think with Connor Clifton, just the price point is going to be, you know, really valuable to the Canucks. You know, I think his projected contract from AFP Analytics is just a shade under two million. You know, mm. I kind of have this guy getting around two-ish million on on the on the open market. He has a right shot defenseman, so teams like that. But I just think, you know, the size element and the fact that maybe he's not a brand name will have him maybe being a bit undervalued. But for me, he's probably one of my favorite. Uh, players to sign in free agency for the Canucks or, or I guess any team for that matter um, and hit above uh, his salary and bring some extra value, which again, we've talked about it time and time again here. Value matters, exactly baby. what the Canucks team. Yo, the, the Canucks need to ball on a budget. They need to, they need to ball on a budget. And I know you're, this is, this is what I'm hearing around the NHL. This is how some GMs based on my sources are talking about uh, free agency this time around. Okay. It's, it's like going tuna fishing or tuna hunting in a pool full, full of sardines. Okay. That's what, that's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing on the daily. Those are the text <laughs> messages I'm getting, okay? Tuna fishing in a pool full of sardines, okay? That's what they're saying. It's going to be tough out here, but the Canucks need to ball out here but do it on a budget. They need to get the boat off of Craigslist and make the most out of it. You know what I'm saying? Because we've been through it before. The, the trauma, the free agent trauma. Uh, we are the poster child of what you should not be doing on July 1st. Now, with all this being said, I thought about this on the drive to the studio. And the only reason I was thinking about it was because of, you know, local radio, Halford and Bruff. Uh, they were talking about how Neil Zaman, Dakota Joshua, Andre Kuzmenko, Andre Kuzmenko, Mikheyev, you could throw him in the mix too. Not a bad, not a bad summer last year if you really think about it. Some misses, right? You talk about Stillman in the beginning of the year and you talk about Lazar, but they got something for Lazar. They got something for Stillman yeah. as well. The, the pro scouting on this team, <laughs> probably, yeah, they've already done way more than Jim Benning. Let's be real. Let's be honest when it comes to their, su their summer dealings. So we should have some confidence that this is what they're aiming to do, too. I know all good NHL teams are trying to aim to do this, right? Ball on a budget, bring value to their team. And uh, I got I to gotta put that hope out there. I see the Canucks doing something like this and capitalizing because the Canucks, this roster that's capped out, needs that. They need players to sign deals at relatively low cap hits and have those players play way, way above that value. 100%.
Yeah, uh, you know, I, I think pro scouting for this team is, it seems to be moving in the right direction, like you said, Kyle. Like, I have more confidence in the Canucks pro scouting than I do in your spelling. And hey, I know it's Monday. Yep. I know it's Monday. For the YouTube oh. viewers right here, you know, Kyle, you you definitely misspelled Connor Clifton. And you actually misspelled <laughs> both his first name and his last name. <laughs> but hey, it's Monday, okay? It's Monday, Locked On Canucks, hey, team every day. You know, we get better as the week goes on. 100%. Um, I do want to shout out another guy who I think could be a good bargain bin ad for the Canucks. And I say bargain bin with quotations because this guy is probably going to be worth a couple million as well. But Ian Cole, uh, Ian Cole of the Tampa Bay Lightning, you know, he actually averaged um, almost 20 minutes a game last year. It was the most he's averaged in a season since the 2018-19 season, I believe. Um, so, you know, and he provided quite a bit of value for the Lightning as well. He killed a lot of penalties. He was physical. You know, he was, you know, almost locking kind of borderline top four minutes. Um, I know he's 34 right now, but, Again, I just don't want the Canucks to overpay for uh, a defenseman. And I've talked about it before. A guy I actually do really like is Ryan Graves. But again, five plus million for a guy that's really just a stay-at-home defenseman. It's a lot of money, man. It's a lot of money. So I do wonder if the Canucks are best served kind of having Ian Cole in a stopgap role for a year or two. And I think Ian Cole's profile fits someone who would uh, play well with Philip Peronik. So if the Canucks, again, can't find that option in the trade market and get some value that way, Signing a guy like Ian Cole could make much more sense than, you know, overpaying for a guy in free agency. They got it. Yeah. They just got to, they got to hit a home run. They got to bring value to their back end. And they got to do the research. They got to do their due diligence. For real, for real. Locked on Canucks, your team every day. Trevor Beggs, Kyle Bowen. I guess I'll ask you now, yo. How was your weekend? Tell me in a, tell me in a couple, couple seconds here before we get to break. Uh, the weekend was great, man. The weekend was great. Sun was shining. You know, I uh, I got some old man yard work done. Spent a lot of time with the kids. You know, my my little boy Henry, he's definitely more awake and alert right now. Uh, my daughter Everly being as cute as ever, and I even got to hang out with one of my homies on on Saturday night. So Whoa. you know, not 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 bad for uh, not bad for running around with two kids. Yo, dude, you're living the dream, man. You're doing the most. That's what it's all about. You got to do the most. You got to capitalize. On every day, I talked to the uh, the uncle, one of my favorite uncles. I'm gonna call him Big Nav. All right, and he, he was telling me how how he, he always calls me son. You know, always calls me son. He said, "Son, you gotta realize, man, tomorrow's not promised." I was like, "Why? Why are you telling me this right now, dude?" <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow's not promised, uh, but Holy. it is here on Lockdown Canucks, right? Your team every day. Trevor Beggs, Kyle Bowen. Let's cut to break and let's talk about these projected rosters. If the Canucks only use free agency to you know change this roster after the break. Yeah, I'm not sure if the Canucks are uh, going to be a championship team overnight by just using free agency this offseason. But hey, I'll tell you what, you know, there's a championship, a championship team over at eBay Motors. And you know what they say at eBay Motors for a championship team? It's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. And it's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure that every part you need fits right. The first time around, just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know that the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence, it's the name of the game, baby, when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. So get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride! eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. 
By the way, before we get back to the show, I got to remind you again that every episode of Locked on Canucks will be available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, your favorite podcatcher at 4.20 p.m. for no reason at all. Again, every episode of Locked on Canucks at 4.20 p.m. for no reason at all. Let's get back to the show. Okay, okay. We're back on Locked on Canucks, your team. Every day. Trevor Beggs, man, still moving and grooving and being a father of two. I love the background, man. YouTube viewers, you got to understand. You got to understand what I'm looking at. Artwork from the family, from the children of Trevor Beggs. But right above all that artwork, right above all that artwork, it is Canuck stuff, okay? Because it's locked on Canucks, okay? Your team every day, a fan-first program. Fan-first, yeah, so... Let's look at this projected <laughs> roster, buddy. Let's go. Let's see what the just... Canucks are going to look like if they only use free agents to improve their team. And, you know, I think with this exercise, it highlights the fact that even after buying an Oliver Ekman Larson, this team does not have a lot of cap space. And I do think even going through this exercise, they really do need to find a way to trigger, uh, trade a winger this offseason. Um, but again, in this example, there's no winger traded. Uh, they make three free agent signings to kind of round up the team. So uh, let, let's pull it up and talk about it a bit. So, um, let's. I use cap friendly. Shout out to cap friendly. So we'll go by lines here. First line, I have Kuzmenko, Pedersen, and Besser. That's the line I want to see on opening night. Uh, that's. I think it's a way to get the best out of Besser. Second line, I have Garland, JT Miller, and Nils Hoglander. I have a hard time seeing this fit, but again, without trading a winger, I'm just trying to figure out where guys slot in here. I have two guys with top six talent alongside JT Miller. Third line, I have Anthony Beauvillier. Ilya Mikhaev, centered by Pius Suter. So I have the Canucks signing Suter to a three-year deal, uh, $9 bucks, so $3 million a season. Uh, and on the fourth line, I have Pod Colson, Amon, and Joshua. Uh, so on the defense, you know, we talked about the two guys who are going to help round it out, but I have Quinn Hughes playing alongside Connor Clifton on the top pairing. Clifton signing a two-year deal, $2 bucks a season. Uh, second pairing, I have Ian Cole. He's uh, signs another one-year, $3 million deal, exactly the same as he did last summer. I play with Phil Peronick. Then I have Jack Rathbone and Tyler Myers on the third pairing. Um, I will say that you know, I'm not sure if it's going to be Rathbone or or um, uh, Breezewah or Willannon or whatever, but I think there could be some bargain bin options on the free agent market too if the Canucks want to improve their size. You know, uh, like Nico Mikola from the, from the New York Rangers. Um, you know, analytics don't love him; doesn't put up a lot of offense, but he's big, physical, can kill penalties. Andreas Englund, uh, he's a six foot three, hundred ninety pound Swedish defenseman. I can bring some size and sandpaper to the lineup as well. Um, so there is some some bargain binge options out there for the Canucks. Parker Watherspoon, Watherspoon from the Who Islanders. That? He's a group group six UFA. He's from Surrey, buddy. He's okay. from Surrey. Shout out to Surrey. Okay. Okay. Surrey's, uh, Surrey's Canucks show here. So Parker Watherspoon, I think, could be maybe another option um, for the Canucks on that third pairing there. Dude. Um, oh, holy again, moly, dude. This guy went tier six free agent for the Minnesota Wild. What's his name? Paul Peter Parker, Watherspoon, Peter Parker Watherspoon? Watherspoon, Parker Watherspoon, buddy, Parker Watherspoon, Peter, Peter or Parker, <laughs> Peter Parker, yeah, Spider Man's joining the team, buddy. Now the Canucks are one of the Holy cup for sure, dude, man. Um, Peter Water Watherspoon, man, this guy's doing his research, and you're pulling for Surrey, man, which I like, man. You're pulling for Surrey. That's the only reason you brought that dude up. You know, let's not sign Ian Cole. Let's sign this guy, okay? This guy, let's get this guy in there and give him a shot, okay? Surrey matters. The future lives here. I was driving in Surrey yesterday. Uh, looking for some stuff at stuff at Shoppers Drug Mart, and I was I was in front of a, a sign for for a restaurant called Chicken World, and they were selling a chicken burger called the Walla Jat Burger, the Walla Jat Burger, okay, the Walla Jat. I don't know how to say it, whatever, right? It's a triple chicken burger, dude, a triple chicken burger. 
Could you eat a triple chicken burger? Unbelievable. hundred oh, percent. I could dude. Come on. I'm uh. <laughs> I'm hungry in dad life, you know? It's uh playing with kids takes a lot of energy out of me. Oh, true. Okay. 100%. <laughs> okay, so so I know this is something that you don't see happening. You don't see the Vancouver Canucks only using this in their toolkit, right? Free agency. They're going to make trades. And they still need some breathing room and they still got work to do in preparation for next summer, right? Sign Patterson. Who after doing all this math and doing this cap-friendly stuff and seeing what the Canucks have done over the last 10 days. On this Monday, going into draft week, who is the winger that you see this team trading? Is it still Connor Garland? Uh, are they going to listen to Brock Besser even though he wants to stay here? Is it Beauvillier even though they seem to really like the player? Who is it? I, I mean, I feel like it's Connor Garland, right? Um, mm -hmm. I just think you're not getting the value for Besser in the trade market, so I don't think he's going in anywhere. I think the Canucks probably should trade Beauvillier because that's what you're going to get the most value uh, through doing. But I think the Canucks like Beauvillier uh, from everything I've heard and read. Um, so I do think it's Connor Garland at the end of the day. Um, so I'm curious to see if a move actually works out. Um, I will say we talked about talked about it before, trading Brock Besser for seven price centers, blah, blah, blah. Every day is no. Even if you're an occasionalist, you probably heard us bring it up before because I talked about it quite a bit. But one move I could see happening um, is, to, is potentially a trade to the New York Islanders. So Connor Garland... For Jean-Gabriel Pajot, they have pretty much identical cap hits. Uh, they're both uh, have three years left on their deals. Connor Garland making four point nine five million, Jean-Gabriel Pajot making five million bucks. Um, so I could certainly see a world where you're trading uh, Garland for um, Jean-Gabriel Pajot because the Islanders they still need some offensive pop. They're still lacking that, even though they traded mm -hmm. for Bo Horvat. Um, I'll tell you that for free. Bo Horvat ain't bringing it at even strength. Okay, uh, so Ooh. Connor Garland he does bring it at even strength. Um, and, and again, the Islanders, they need to get off some money. And I think Jean-Gabriel Peugeot could be uh, a casualty there because he's, he's a luxury piece for that team as a yeah. third-line center. You've been um, trying to make so this trade for weeks, man. You've been trying to make this trade for weeks. And uh, yeah, just just if it does happen, anyone that's listening to Locked on Canucks, bring it up to the people, okay? Because Trevor Beggs doing his research, doing his work, just throwing theories out there uh, for the people every day on Locked on Canucks. And, and the Canucks definitely do need help at that third line center spot. And we did talk about that on the previous episode of Locked on Canucks, right? It was a good one. It was a good one. Talked about a lot of things. And we did talk about Pius Suter. Pius Suter, not only being one of the only free agents the Canucks should target at the center position, but in comparison to all the other names, everything else just sounds like competition for Neil Zaman when it, if you're trying to get value. And, yeah. and the thing about Pius Suter as well. After listening to more about him throughout the weekend, and then and then going back to the things you were saying, like what's the number for this guy? Because I feel like it's is it going to be budget savvy? He seems to be one of the only guys, and he's he's going to get paid for it, isn't he? Yeah, I, I think he is going to get paid. I know. So the contract projections that we tossed out in the show was uh, a two point two million dollar uh, deal. Uh, per season, I should say, $2.2 million cap hit. But this guy was just coming off of a deal that he made. It, <laughs> he was making more money than that. So the deal he had with the Red Wings was a two-year deal worth $3.25 million a season. Yeah. Um, you know, going into that, though, his offensive numbers were a little higher as a rookie. They dropped last year. But I, I see him as a $3 million player, maybe even pushing that 3.5 range um, after, you know, again, because the market's kind of weak. You know, Eric Halla uh, re-signed with the Devils. He was making $3.15 million a season. 
I, I, I get this feeling that Pius Suter is coming in above Eric Hall. I know I, I put him on this um, exercise at $3 million, uh, but I could see it being a little bit about that, probably close to mm-hmm. that $3.5 million range. So, again, mm-hmm. when you look at what the Canucks have to do, they need to trade a winger. I think it's still pretty abundantly yeah. clear they need to tra- trade a winger. And, you know, if you trade a Garland for Pajot, yeah, Pajot costs $2 million more as a third-line center. He's older than Pius Suter, but at the end of the day, you're still net positive because, um, you know, Garland for, for Pajot, you plug that hole in your lineup, and you have the $3 million in this exercise that you spent on Suter to use somewhere else in your lineup. Yeah, and it's it's something that the Canucks, again, need to do, and that's not go to the auction this offseason. Don't go to the auction. I feel as if there's going to be somewhat of an auction for Pius, Suter, and even though they need that need, I just don't think this is the offseason to do that. And it's still, yeah, yeah I, I don't I don't see it happening. Locked on Canucks, your team. Every day, Trevor Bags, Kyle Bowen. A- anything else before we get to Common Corner? Yeah, I think the other, the one other thing I want to highlight. So with that exercise they did, you know, projecting the Canucks signing Suter for three million, Clifton for two million, Ian Cole for three million, um, is that they're still one point three four million dollars over the cap. Um, and I trimmed the roster size down to twenty two. So I had some scratches, like uh, I had Kyle Burrows resigning, uh, Jack uh, Jack Stadnika, uh, Philip D. Giuseppe, all in the minors. Because again, on opening night, you need to have Tucker Pullman and Tanner Pearson on the roster before they can go to LTIR. So in this exercise, you could paper Niels Amon and Vasily Pod Colson down in the minors um, and then still have enough cap space. But again, it's it's so tight, right? So the Canucks would basically have 20 guys on the roster, two of them being Pullman and Pearson, and then they'd just be under the cap going to next yeah. season. So yeah. again, we've mentioned it before, every day is no, but there could be a bigger move to be made once the season starts, once you have Tucker Pullman and Tanner Pearson on LTIR. Yeah, and yeah, it just goes back to the OEL move can't be the only move. It can't be the only way you get creative yeah. slash cut cap away from this team. It's just the truth. It's a lot of things, man. And the other thing that the Canucks have to be, I, I don't want to say fearful, for, fearful of, but they got to be ready for it. And that's Tanner Pearson doing whatever it takes to play hockey again. Yeah. And that's a hundred percent agree. That's another three plus, you know, on the books. And it's going to be a really interesting summer for the Vancouver Canucks. It it always is always. Always interesting in Vancouver. And speaking of what else is interesting, make sure you go check out the uh, locked on 2023 NHL mock draft special, uh, wherever you stream podcasts or on YouTube. Uh, We had Gil Martin and Hattie, Kalakichi? Oh, man, that's a hard Yeah, you did not say that name right. Sorry. Sorry, every. They broke down every selection for the locked-on NHL uh, hosts. Uh, I ended up picking David Reinbacher for the Canucks at 11th overall. I said it here on the show. Maybe a bit of draft regret that I didn't go with Simashev, but uh, go make sure you check that out wherever you stream podcasts for the full locked-on NHL mock draft. All right, people. You're back. Locked-on Canucks, your team. Every day, Trevor Bags, Kyle Bowen, Comet Corner, man. Comet Corner off of the last video. Uh, Pious Suter. Not a lot of Pious Suter talk in the comments. Uh, we did have this person, Chris Chris Burgess. Vancouver is the best city in Canada, and British Columbia is the best province in Canada. Not even close. Yo, a lot of West Coast bias on this network, right? Well, on this side of the network. And, and rightfully so. We we love the West Coast buys. We really do. That being said, 
Surrey is the best city in British Columbia, okay? Do you guys got the Walla Jot burger, okay? The triple chicken? Y'all got the triple chicken, the Walla Jut? Y'all don't have that. Y'all don't have Surrey. The future lives in Surrey, and Surrey's loyal. Surrey's loyal, yo. The people out in Surrey, pretty loyal. Second comment, uh, we got Adam Lee, 007. He said, I care what my kids are taught. Now, this this is coming off of what I said, right? A lot of propaganda. Yo, I think I just went on a spiel and said, yo, who, who cares what the media? Who cares what the media is telling your kids, right? Blah, blah, blah. Obviously a naive and ignorant thing to say because I'm not even close to having those children and children are a touchy subject, right? I think what I was trying to get at is how fearful I am of the future because it's coming. We're already, we're already all addicted to our phones. Most likely I've been around a lot of kids addicted to iPads already, right? They're seeing things all the time. They're presented to the media all the time. And now we're getting those glasses, those glasses, those glasses. Everyone's going to have AR stuff on all the time and even more, uh, more of a connection to some sort of media. And it's just the right time to enforce people thinking for themselves. People got to think for themselves, dude. Do the research and think for yourself. And don't be so influenced by what we see on our screens because everyone's got a camera. Everyone's producing stuff. And not everyone has to be like listened to or heard or uh, have have influence, you know. And you're just going to be, again, so much more screen time happening in the near future. And it's scary, man. It's scary. That being said. I'm not having kids anytime soon, so I get I get why that that might have pissed off some people. Okay, yeah, it's all good, buddy. And my daughter's uh, now she's addicted to Paw Patrol, so you gotta be careful those YouTube ads, man. Like I actually had a, a friend with kids, and they were, she was playing some game on her iPad, and she's three, and she came across this ad for like buying guns, and my, like the parents were shocked. It was like some I don't know some kids game, and it's like you know the ads popping up were not uh, kid appropriate. That was the one that I, they mentioned, but there was a couple other ones, so. Yeah, I gotta be careful, man. It's a it's a different world now that kids are pretty much growing up with technology in their in their laps. So uh, I'm I'm pretty cognizant of it, and um, yeah, I know I, I I worry about my daughter's Paw Patrol addiction a little bit. Not gonna lie. Hey, man, just you know, balance it out with a lot more outside time. You know, I feel as yeah. I feel as if, and we know the we know this is the case. Okay, we're on the West Coast, the best coast. We have it so lucky here. The more time you spend outside, I feel as if you get more rooted in yourself and nature has has its ability to do that for you. Kind of teaches you uh, those those things. And those things are for a conversation for another podcast. But those things inevitably have you, again, uh, obtaining the power slash always using that ability to think for yourself. And that is a very, very important thing. And yeah, one love, man. Take care of the world and just spread love, yo. Spread love and... Don't be so mad all the time. It is what it is. Trevor Beggs, Kyle Bowen, Locked on Canucks. It's going to be a busy week. That was Monday's episode. Trevor Beggs, sign us out. Yeah, let's get out of here for now. Let's get out of here for now. Shout out to the everydayers, the occasional listeners. And if this is your first time listening, welcome. Hope you stay a little while because not only do we have shows coming out five days a week, but this is a big, big week for your Vancouver Canucks. So coming up this week, we're going to do a little draft preview. And Kyle, no one thing I want to do is preview some bold trades the Canucks could make. You know, maybe they trade up in the draft. Maybe they trade Connor Garland, you know. What bold trades are the Canucks going to make? We're going to preview that and uh, give our takes on it. And, of course, give our takes on who the Canucks are going to pick at 11th overall. And we'll, we'll be here breaking down everything the Canucks do in the draft on Wednesday, on Thursday, and then preview free agent frenzy on Friday. It's a busy week here on Locked On Canucks, so we got to get some rest. I'm Trevor Beggs. That's Kyle Bowen. And you've been listening to Locked On Canucks.
Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.